Storm chasers are gathering from around the country to come to the National Storm Chasers Summit. We're here in Fort Worth, Texas, and it's been a very exciting time so far. Uh, people are coming from different states, out of country, and kind of all over discussing what they love. I'll be taking you around and showing you some of the discussions and some of the uh, storm chasers that are here. I'm Dan Whitaker, I'm with Carolina Weather Group, and I'm helping sponsor the Carolina Weather Group with my company, Environmental Solutions Group. We're gonna be talking to a lot of people and hopefully having a lot of fun. Weather Group. We're here uh, talking with Holly Lamontagne. Okay, and you are with I'm with Girls Who Chase. Okay, thank you so much for uh, uh, being out here. No, uh, thanks for having me. This is great. Yeah. So, you all have a table or had a table, yes. and and um, you know we're a sponsor of the event. So, how did you end up kind of getting involved with that? I ended up getting involved with Girls Who Chase. Girls Who Chase was founded the same year that I started storm chasing. And when I started storm chasing, I was I was trying to find other women in the activity because I knew that I couldn't be the only one. And it just happened that Jen Walton had, um, started this Instagram page called Girls Who Chase and it transformed, it, it took on, it grew legs and it took on a life of its own. And I, Jen and I have very similar professional backgrounds and I reached out to her saying like, this is what I've been looking for. Like, hey, we should do something with this. Um, so I started reaching out to Jen Walton and then I started looking for other women storm chasers. And this community organically was created through the Girls Who Chase platform. And it's, it's become its own entity. And we are so incredibly lucky to have the right women at the right time with the right environment, the, the right atmosphere for accepting, the, accepting this type of movement in the chaser community. That's really great to hear. Um, I'm, you know, it's, I've seen it come along. I mean, the followers have grown. The, it's incredible. To be a sponsor here is just, just an awesome outreach. Absolutely. And Eric and everybody involved with the summit has been so supportive of this movement and we are grateful to be here and be a part of the community and continue to grow this platform. So how has it been at the conference itself? What's been the kind of the... This, this weekend has been like, it's like going to camp. If we know that the season is coming up and this is the opportunity for all of us to see our friends in one location and get, get as nerdy as we want to be and talk about talk about like all of the fun parts about storm chasing but really like taking you know holding that mirror up and talking about the issue the the hard stuff talking about the hard stuff because this is an activity that we all love we are all passionate about severe weather but we all realize that these storms directly affect a lot of people and they directly affect us in different ways and we need to you know we need to take care of each other we need to make sure that we are uh, we're safe out in the field that we're taking care of the people that we do come across who've been affected and they're being being good stewards of the road and of the chasing community 
Yeah, it's a it's a thing we're all passionate about doing, and hopefully we can all do it safely for a long time. Absolutely, baby stocks. <laughs> is there a presentation that you saw that kind of stuck out to you in that essence the most? There were two, and there was kind of a through line of safety this entire weekend, and certainly the roll the rolling fork panel was very was very moving especially having the family there that was in the mexican restaurant but it was also it was also very important to see skip skip talbot's presentation um because we i i'm friends with tanner and we knew going in that skip was going to be he was going to be tough but he was going to be fair and we trusted him with these stories and with the data and we we hope that we hope that we don't have another 2013 in 2024. That's great, and and to be a part of that you know presentation that was used by Skip, I I think that was that was very important, and um and the cooperation that it took from everybody to be able to you know help guide the future chasers is so important. A absolutely, um, I've been I've been very nervous about some of the people in the field this year, and. I just want everybody to get make it home safe and sound and be able to chase another day. So how can we find more about Girls Who Chase? Um, what should we do? Should we follow you on social media? Should we girls go, who, go to the girls website? Girls Who Chase on all platforms. You can go to girlswhochase.com. We have our second annual spring training in March. I don't want to give the wrong date, but it's in early March and you can find it on all of our socials. Um, it is a day-long crash course in the basics of the basics of storm chasing. It's hard That's to find. Really cool. it, it's hard to find the educational resources if you're not a meteorologist. You have to kind of know how to get to the rabbit hole to go down them. And we've just taken all that information and we're giving it to you in a one-day virtual format that you can go back and rewatch and learn from. That, all season that's long. so important it's yeah. so, it's so important and we all need mentors absolutely and the the lineup is going to be stellar that's that's <laughs> really great i mean that's some important stuff that y'all are doing i'm so excited um, thank you so much for being here thank and, you for um, having and me for coming on and uh we're excited to uh get new followers and hopefully some people to uh, sign up for that class i mean that's Absolutely. Awesome. Spring training, girls and chase. Yes. Okay. Go sign up. Thank you. I'll see you around. Thank you. Dan Whitaker here with Carolina Weather Group in front of the Dominator and the TIV 2. Um, we have a lot of storm chasers out here kind of looking around. These are both armored vehicles meant to drive into the middle of tornadoes or into the most severe weather possible. Uh, we're going to take you around and show you a little bit about the. Uh, vehicles and some of the other storm chasing vehicles that are here today. Hey, I'm Kenny. I'm with, uh, we got Cal.TV. Um, we do some storm chasing. This is uh, one of our vehicles called the Red Rocket. And uh, we'll give you a quick tour of uh, what we got hooked up inside and uh, what we got running on it today. So uh, looking inside, we've got, um, uh, I've got a passive radar system that I've been working on that picks up uh, uh, time difference of arrival radar, uh, RF signals off of the lower structure of storm clouds. And we bring that all in, I process it. I've got a um, live stream studio, AC-562 in the back. And then we've got, you know, our typical, like some weather displays, uh, give a radar or a forecast. And uh, over here is our, our live stream studio, uh, like open broadcaster or VMix or anything else like that. So uh, let y'all take a look at that real quick. 
All right, so uh, as you can see over here to the left of the uh, Twister is, uh, uh, you know, like a radar display, your Android-based app. So we can pull up our Gibson Research Level 3 on there as whatever, because all these displays are just touch screens and they're, and they're virtualized, so it can go to the laptop or the machine. Over in the back is a typical 2ME plus uh, effects uh, type of a broadcast mixer. Um, instead of having like a big broadcast control panel, we've got it all um, simulated on a stream deck using that like a companion, bit focus companion. Um, we got a, uh, that's 4K uh, scientific camera, also does 38 megapixels hanging on the front. Um, we did a uh, Nikon adapter on it. We got a little bit of optics in there, so we get about a 0.5 speed booster. Um, up on top here, we've got a little Pantel zoom camera that's uh, 4K60 uh, IP or SDI output. Um, we put some different sensors in it and I mess around with it a little bit. And what that does is let us, like we're going down the road, we can tell it to train on something that we want it to train on. Um, it's got uh, different presets. It'll do uh, sequencing and scanning and whatever, right? That's new for this year. Um, most important feature of it is you can see there that little wiper that goes on because if you've ever tried to have your, your camera out in a weather uh, shot, you know, uh, GoPro or whatever, like uh, you just uh, can't, you can't, you got to stop and wipe the lens off, right? So we had to have a wiper. Um, we've got a Starlink up here. I've got um, AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile. We bond them all up. I use a little, one of those little NUC PC style things with the uh, Speedify software on it. Um, they don't sponsor me. Um, uh, uh, I don't get any endorsements from them, but right now it's the easiest button in town for me. I don't want to sit down and have to program my own uh, bit leveling. Uh, use the Accurite Atlas. Um, I picked that one because uh, a little bit cheaper. I seem to break these things a lot. And um, the other thing is, is that uh, there's an open source program called WeWix, and you can pull the data off of your uh, network connection and log all the data separate from what Accurite or anybody, any of these other uh, do. Dan Whitaker here with Carolina Weather Group. We're here at the National Storm Chaser Summit, giving away a weather meter by Weatherflow Tempest. Um, we're really excited to be giving one of these away during this uh, wonderful convention. Uh, there's a lot of people here who could use a weather meter. I think a lot of people really want to take more accurate uh, wind measurements, temperature measurements, wind speed. Um, and to be able to use a weather meter to do this is going to be great. So looking forward to uh, having a big winner. Welcome to Carolina Weather Group. I'm here with Kevin Smith, and uh, we've been here at the uh, Storm Chaser Conference, just hanging out, doing our thing. Uh, what's up, Kevin? Yeah, hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, so what do you think of the conference so far? Here we are on the last night. Yeah, conference has been great. It's really it's really kind of a small, tight-knit, uh, niche community. It's a specialty community, people who really love weather, people who really love the photography, people who really love the power of storms. And we have, you know, teachers here. We have students here. We have uh, younger people, uh, even in middle school, high school, who are just getting interested in weather. They're just getting interested in storm chasing or photography. Um, they're here networking with you know people they've seen on TV and some of the big name chasers out there who've been doing this for a long time. Uh, so people are meeting their idols in this community here. It's great to have so many different people from weather, from chasing, from photography, from education, uh, people coming up that are all coming together, kind of sharing that love of weather, meeting each other, networking. Uh, it's just, just kind of a really neat experience having everybody together in one place for this. And, that's yeah you nailed it on the head there we've seen a ton of community tonight and uh, it's been really exciting to see people learn and grow and connect so 
to you, Kevin, what makes you a chaser? What makes me a chaser? There's something about, and this, is, this answer is gonna be different for anyone you ask. There's people out there who are doing this full-time. There's people out here doing this part-time. There's people who are all about the lightning. There's people who are all about chasing hurricanes. There's people who are all about chasing tornadoes. So everybody has kind of different things that they're after. For me, it's a combination of weather. So going out there, seeing mother nature in action, seeing extreme weather up close and personal as safely as possible, of course. Um, but it's the weather combined with the adventure, uh, living on the road, sometimes for days or weeks at a time. I'm um, exploring new towns, exploring food <laughs> while you're out there on the chase. Um, and then always pretty much every day that you can get something out there, wrapping that back into seeing what Mother Nature does and just seeing the, the power of weather, the power of severe weather, a uh, phenomenon that can be really destructive, but also really beautiful as long as they're not out there hurting people and we can get them hopefully in a really rural environment so it's it's all of those elements you know the weather the adventure the food the networking um and just being out there to experience you know for a lot of us we study this too you know like i said we have people from all different walks of life that are all connected by weather or photography so some people are doing this for work like i do it for the weather service and i chase in between when i can get time off but there's people too who are on tv they're doing the broadcast side of meteorology and being able to go out and study and observe what you're doing for work, what you're forecasting, what you're informing people about, if you're a broadcast meteorologist on TV, is just a really neat experience, I think, for everyone. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. Um, and it's been great kind of uh, connecting with so many of the different types of people here, um, especially kind of seeing some of these conversations and presentations that talked a lot about chaser safety and, and uh, the communication aspect of everything. Um, we all come together and, and we have been enjoying the good food. Uh, so um, thanks so much, Kevin. Uh, where can anybody find you to kind of uh, follow your social media or, or hang out? Yeah. So I'm, I'm not a big name. I'm not out chasing uh, as often as a lot of the big names who are here. A lot of the famous people you may have seen on TV. But um, I am on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Kevin Smith WX for anybody who does want to check out uh, what I do get out there on my chases. Uh, Great. Thank you so much, Kevin. And um, yeah, look forward to hanging out with you the rest of the night. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Have you ever seen what an indoor environmental assessment looks like in a commercial building or business? During a full assessment, we collect data throughout the building and compare the measurements room to room. We can also collect samples that go to a lab, such as the small cassette shown here, which will be analyzed for types and amounts of mold in the air. We follow up with a physical inspection looking for moisture sources and using moisture meters to determine if any of your building materials are wet. Dan Whitaker here with Carolina Weather Group. We have Lauren and uh, you are sitting in to give us the goods about storm chasing and the conference and uh, all awesome cool things about photo tours maybe. Yeah, no, <laughs> super happy to be on. Thank you so much, Dan. Also, you have fantastic voice. I can see why you're a podcaster. <laughs> Thank but you. But you also have a great face, so you could do TV as well. I just want to make that clear. Thank, thank you. Yeah, YouTube for now uh, has it co all covered. Um, Love th it. Thank you, though. Yeah, glad glad to have you on. Um, so we're at the evening of the conference here. We had the trophy giveaways. There was 
photo competitions. There was awards for different things. Tim Marshall dressed up like a Clovis caveman. Um, it's been an exciting night. Tell me about what it's been like for you. Yeah, I think this year's conference has just really been a lot of fun. There's been so much educational content that's been poured out, and I think really important concepts that need to be covered, especially for the younger generation that's coming up. So it's been really great to, you know, have our fun, but also have these kind of more important conversations sprinkled in as we all think about, you know, how we're going to approach this year's chase season. Um, it's always a great time to come out here and see you know, everyone that we talk to on Twitter in real life, you know, we do get to see people out on the planes and chasing, but it's a lot, uh, <laughs> it's a lot more chaotic on those days, unless you were at Clovis summer camp last year, where we all camped out at the San Hone Allsups for hours and hours until initiation. I think that poor gas station was very underprepared for how many chasers descended upon it, but yeah, it's just always a wonderful time to come and see everyone and then just to glean, you, you know, knowledge from, you know, the chasers that have come before us and to even learn from, you know, those who are coming up to. I, I feel like every time I come to a chaser summit, I leave with uh, just a fresh perspective on what we do, why we do it and why we love it. So it's just been a really amazing time. I think the Rolling Fork panel was incredibly powerful. And I'm really glad that that was a kind of the centerpiece, I feel, of this summit. Um, just to hear from not only the chasers who were on that storm, but from survivors of, you know, the, the Rolling Fork tornado was very impactful and very moving. And I think that's something that we always need to keep in our minds as we're chasing that we do this because we love it, but we also, we do it because we want to save lives. We want those warnings to be extended. We want communities to know what's coming. And I think uh, that was just really uh, evident in this year's summit of that we have such a passion for this, but that passion, you know, extends to ensuring that, you know, we are on the front lines warning others who could be in danger. Yeah, that that's... That, that was all very interesting um, at the Rolling Fork panel. For those of you who didn't, you know, hear about that, that's basically a uh, really kind of bad tornado that hit the community of Rolling Fork, Arkansas last year. So um, why do you chase? What makes you a chaser? What, yeah. do, you, what do you chase? I think I... Ch I so I'll give you a little bit of backstory about how I got into storms. Um, actually, when I was younger, I was actually quite afraid of storms. I had a kind of a traumatic experience when I was in elementary school. Uh, my grandmother was picking me up and we ended up getting impacted by a really intense storm. We had uh, just hail hitting our car and we had no visibility and we were going over a river bridge and so as a, as a kid, you know, you're just kind of convinced that, oh my goodness, you can't see anything. You're about to, your car is about to go off the bridge into the river. And so for many years, I experienced uh, a lot of fear around storms. And I grew up in, uh, kind of on the edge of Dixie Alley. I think that my hometown would technically be considered a part of Dixie now. It's pretty far east Texas, almost into Louisiana. Um, so I was no stranger to severe weather, um, you know, 
we we had severe weather happen constantly every spring, but it wasn't until I kind of overcame that that childhood fear, you know, of that experience that I went through that I started to really appreciate the beauty of what storms are. And because traditionally Dixie storms are not super photogenic, they're very what we call high precipitation supercells. So a lot of rain, you're gonna get rain-wrapped tornadoes. The structure's normally not as epic as something that you would see out on the plains, you know, Kansas, Colorado, Nebraska. Um, I just hadn't been introduced to anything other than an HP supercell. And I had always been a photographer uh, really into landscape photography. And so that's kind of, I think, what catapulted me into the storm chasing community. Um, I became friends uh, through this app called Clubhouse <laughs> during COVID. I was introduced to a lot of other different photographers because we were all kind of gathering online, forming connections during a time when, you know, the world had really shut down. And I was introduced to a lot of storm photographers. And I thought, wow, I had never thought to go out and actually photograph a storm or, you know, I'd, I had tried to photograph lightning every now and then, um, had always failed because I didn't know how to, I didn't have the right technique nor the right gear. Um, so after I was introduced to a lot of storm chasers and storm photographers, um, it really opened up this whole new world of photography to me and a, a new appreciation for just the absolute like power and beauty of the world around us and, and nature and you know how much respect we need to have for it and I my friend Justin Sneed who uh, he's the one who I began to follow he is a pretty prolific chaser and just had all of these incredible photos of storms on the plains and I thought to myself I have to do this <laughs> I have to go chase and um, in June of 2021, I chased my first supercell. It was completely solo. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I was kind of being directed by Justin and another friend of mine. They were sending me like Google pins saying, okay, I think, you know, if you want to get a good view, go here, go here. And uh, so I just kind of, I laugh about it now, but I, I was thinking, I was like being directed around this dangerous storm by random people on the internet who I'd never met in person. <laughs> uh, but they, you know, they absolutely uh, kept me safe and gave me a great position and got me on this absolutely gorgeous supercell uh, outside of Briggsdale, Colorado. Um, I was able to shoot uh, lightning and mammatus and like anti-crepuscular rays. And after that, I was completely hooked. I just knew that this is what I wanted to do. This was the type of photography that I wanted to pursue in addition to landscape because there's just something about chasing a storm and and being, you know, almost kind of like one with, you know, what's happening as you're pursuing, you know, this absolutely powerful act of nature that you have no control over. And just watching a storm from it, you know, evolving as a tiny, you know, cumulus seed to seeing it explode, you know, into this absolutely, you know, freight train of a supercell. There's truly like nothing like, like seeing that process and to be able to really witness that and capture it from, you know, kind of its genesis to its occlusion is 
I don't know. I feel like there's something like healing in it too. I think a lot of us do this because, you know, we're searching for a greater purpose outside of ourselves. And so when we're able to witness just this absolute raw fury and power, it's like we we have to grapple like with our own place in the world, but also we get to experience just something that is so raw and visceral and that I think that's absolutely what attracted me to storm photography not only that but um, but also like I was talking about before the more the more humanitarian part of the chase which is we are essentially on the ground the first responders a lot of times when it comes to warning others about what's going on in the storm, if there's a violent tornado on the ground, if there's the possibility of a violent, you know, tornado forming. And so I think the more that we can, you know, integrate that into what we do and ensure that that is our first, that's kind of like the first thing that we're thinking about in addition to the chase, in addition to wanting to get the great photo, but also knowing that we're providing really essential information to the National Weather Service, to communities who are, you know, at risk for being impacted by violent weather. Um, and then also bringing awareness to a really desensitized culture. I will say that because I grew up in an area that, you know, gets severe weather frequently, I would say that a lot of our communities have become desensitized to, to warnings, and so they're not as apt to take it seriously. And so when you're on the ground actually tangibly experiencing what a storm can do and what it is doing, then you're able to provide a very real, non-ambiguous example to a community that may not have taken a warning seriously. and. Now, you know, especially, you know, my own family, is, you know, we're trying to get them to invest in a storm shelter. They're still being a little hard-headed, but my hope is that the more that I can expose them to the power of what severe weather can do, the more they will take it seriously and want to make sure that, you know, they're doing everything they can to protect themselves. And I think that's a lot of why my husband and I chase together, too, is not only because we love it and we're passionate about it, but we've seen, you know, communities that have been affected negatively by severe weather. And so we want to ensure that people are prepared, that they have that situational awareness and, you know, that they're doing everything that they can to ensure that they are protected when severe weather comes, you know, knocking at their door. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really important. And, and you know, ultimately... Everyone kind of keeps talking about safety and about making sure we're communicating things properly to the public as storm chasers um, and where we can help. I think it's, it's a really uh, great topic that's come up a lot. So as a uh, you know person who came in with a photography intention, is there a photograph that you've taken since you started storm chasing that sticks out more than any other photograph? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this chase will forever be locked in my memory. It was April 21st, uh, two, 2022, outside of Brazel, Kansas. It was 
a, this gorgeous just barber pole supercell that went up. We were able to get it right at sunset with an old barn in the foreground. Uh, it had lightning just kind of like shooting through the updraft and it was just, it was kind of a, it was such a show. We didn't even know really where to look because we were sort of sitting in between two storms. We had chosen the northern target. There was also a southern target and so we were, the supercell that we had was obviously putting on this absolutely glorious show for us but then we had the backside of the other supercell that was being lit up and painted by sunset color and I just I remember jumping out of the truck and I had my camera and I just it was almost like I forgot how to work everything because I was so enthralled in that moment I was like oh my gosh I don't I don't know where to shoot I don't know what to do like I'm just so in awe of what is happening right now um, but I think that and that day was special because it was Tim's birthday and so like for him to get a birthday supercell too is just like an icing on the cake. Um, but that was actually one of the categories at the conference yeah. was uh, <laughs> birthday tornadoes, best birthday tornado. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, that that what a special day that was. It was super special, and it may not be the best photograph ever. Like obviously, we've seen probably more epic structure since then, or we've seen you know really nice tornadoes, but. I don't know, that photo will always be special to me just because of, I just, every time I look at it, I remember that elation that I felt of just being in that moment and seeing this just absolutely breathtaking scene before me. That's that's really interesting. I'm glad that you have, you know, caught a photo that you feel that way about and probably many more to come. Where can we follow you to see more of your photography? Or, or, yeah. Uh, um, so I am uh, on Instagram. I'm at Lauren underscore Baca underscore photography. Uh, on Twitter, I am Lauren Baca photo. And on Facebook, I am also Lauren Baca photography. So you can uh, follow me on all my socials there. Keep up with our uh, photography journey and our, our workshops. Like Tim and I run workshops together um, every spring. So we'll be out together for a couple weeks in May. Uh, chasing on our own but also you know taking our photography guests along as well so you can follow on along on our adventures there too looking forward to it and um looking forward to seeing you all out in the plains this year so, yeah same um, here <laughs> thanks for coming on and uh i'll see you around thanks so much for having me get subscribed to see part two of dan's adventures to the national storm chaser summit that's coming your way next week right here from the carolina weather group or you can unlock early access by joining us at patreon.com slash carolina weather group